a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Rivals. Rivals has arrived, and now we are going down a dark hole that no male has ever <laughs> come back from, ever seen again. Yeah, this is like guy talk, man. You got what all you these, got, Jason? You know what? It's like guy talk, right? I mean, you got all these uh, woman shows on uh, daytime television, and you know, there's five women on the board or whatever, and all the gals are in the audience, and women are just talking women stuff. You know, and it's, you it's, listen to those shows, no. and it's like you are listening to someone speak Japanese yeah, or like Chinese. Yeah, yeah, Jap- yeah just do, different language. I don't language. understand a word you're saying. But they're all into it, and I'm like, all right. You know what? The guys, we deserve our own deal. So it's time for Scott and Jason to uh, you know, kind, kind of get down deep into the emotional side of our uh, male egos in a macho way. Are we going to get our feelings. pedicures and get our no, nails done? No, and, uh, no. No, we just, you know. Get to shave your beard off again? The, the little side things, you know, we might catch some fish and rip out some guts and do some stuff like that while we talk about our emotions. Okay. Okay, so we'll, we'll we'll do it the Viking way. So so, so what do you have for us here? But Jason? for here, with, with the, when you let Jason go with my creative juices, I was perusing. Great word, huh? I, I was perusing KSL.com feature articles the other night, just looking for some things for you and I to talk about. And, All right. I, and I came across the five tips to better balance your marriage and parenting responsibilities. There's only five. Well. Well, you and I both know. So, so we're talking to old men here now, right? We're right. you know fifty plus, and uh, I'm, I got seven grandchildren. So, yeah, I've been through I've been through the ringer, man. So I got life's experience. So I was interested in reading the article and see what they said. And I've been married thirty four years. So I thought, you know what? I will look this over and look for some good tips. And you know, I thought we could talk about what they're what they're doing here in the article for the first you know few minutes and our second segment. You know, go back over to our our experience in our life. So, so you've been married thirty four years. Thirty four, man. And it's my high school sweetheart. So let, let's see here. You're well, how old? Fifty four. I'm fifty four. I got married so uh, when I was nineteen. Sixty nine. You'll be fifty years. Yeah, yeah. I was nineteen, and my wife was eighteen when we got married. Wow. And her, and her parents, you know, school teachers up in St. Anthony just had a heart attack. They, they. But I knew, I knew the direction I wanted to go, and we were in love, and. You know, I met her when she was a sophomore, I was a senior, and we went steady and never separated. And we've had 34 great years together. And not not that, you know, I think every marriage has its own, you know, rocky times. I mean, believe me, we've had our disagreements, and there's, I spent a few nights out on the couch in my life. 
you know, just wondering what on earth is going through my wife's head. Wait, you don't sleep on the couch normally? <laughs> no. Oh, no. So that's no. that's that's a bad thing. If you're sleeping on the couch every night, that's bad. That, that's bad. Okay. That, that's All bad. Right. That's bad. That's a bad sign. Okay. The things, you know, and she's not talking to you for days on end and you're like, what did I do wrong? And you're trying to figure it out. But uh, you know, I think we all go through those moments in our life as, as men, you know, and uh, you know, I'm not the guy that could watch the football game like on the commercial and his wife, you know, runs back and forth in front of him in a negligee and he just keeps watching the football game. I'm the guy that I turn off the football game and I chase my wife. She wins that battle. Wait, there's women that run in front of their husbands in a negligee while they're watching football? <laughs> yeah, to get them to stop watching football. Oh, you see the commercials. I mean, you know, it's the, it's the joke that you see happen. I'm like, dude, why isn't that guy turning off the game and chasing his wife <laughs> when you get that opportunity, right? I guess that's why I'm married 34 years. Exactly. But, uh, you know, number one, they talk about never neglect your identity as a couple. And I, you know, I thought that was, that was a good point. I think it follows along with my life. You know, it talks about couples who throw themselves into the, you know, role, their role of parenting and stop paying attention to each other. Do you think that's more for women than men? Because because women are very nurturing and 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 they yeah. uh, you know I I I I see that more. I think it's probably a overall it's probably a bigger problem for the you know the female gender to be to start ignoring their husband when during those child nurturing years. I would so say so that there's probably. A, there's an there's an effort about. We go on date nights. We spend time together. Yeah, and and there's there and sometimes that means that, hey, uh, the kids are, might come second here. It, it takes some effort, right? You got to you got to be able to. And our sweethearts tend to be, like you said, very nurturing, and that becomes their a hundred percent focus. And sometimes they forget their husband. Sometimes. <laughs> So, so and, I had an experience. Uh, my daughter Madison, and uh, so Wendy and I are our first child madison she was just a baby Mm -hmm. and she put her in her crib and i said and she started to cry (laughs) i said let her cry yeah she'll be okay no she won't no she won't she will she will not be okay she will not be okay you know no 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 it's all right just let her let her cry she's she's gonna throw up she she, you can tell she's upset i said no just just give her a few minutes you know so we're outside the door you know and i'm i'm like barricading her out of the room so she won't run in there because you know she's like my my daughter's crying i've got to come to her aid and i'm like relax it's okay yeah well two seconds later Madison throws up all over the place and it's like in she barges and she's like, I told you, I told you she was, she was upset. She was going to throw up. How old was Madison at the time? Yeah. She was really young, probably within six months. Okay. All right. But, but it was kind of one of those things that, that nurturing mother, you know, and, and you got to You got to have that separation between your kids. Oh yeah. No, you, you have to still take care of each other. You know, I mean, I had, I had a, a funny story. My, my sister-in-law that I'm super close to her, her daughter was like five, six, seven years old and knew how to just work her mom. And she would force herself. We'd go on a date with the parents, just date night, right? And leave the kids home and they have a babysitter. And I mean, she might've been closer to eight years old at the time, her oldest daughter. And she could puke on demand. And she would like be like act sick because her mom was gone and throw up, and then the babysitter's calling, and then Trish, my sister in law, is like, all of a sudden she's bawling at the dinner table at a restaurant. She's like, I gotta go take care of my baby. And we're like, 
I'm like, let her throw up. She's just doing it to work you over. <laughs> so I, I think in our talk today, we definitely got to take the dude's role because we're all frustrated because, you know, we're getting beat up on by media and politically correct and women women are getting the best of us. So I, I got to take a little bit of the masculine side in the argument here. But that, that was, yeah, she really worked her, man. She's like puke on demand daughter. And she's awesome. She's, she's like 30 years old, a mother of four now, that little puker. And she's, <laughs> and she's an awesome mom. But that, that, they, they know how to work this, so right? Does, does she have kids that puke on, on demand now? <laughs> no, she was good at it. And she'll, she'll listen to this show and she'll be like, Uncle Jason, that was terrible. But I didn't say your name, Tosh. <laughs> but <laughs> and she's a sweetheart like i said with four kids of her own now but uh you know i think when we get ready to go into the next segment we'll hit these points like in between date nights do the 20 minute connection you know that's all part of keeping that relationship with each other where people end up after 30 years of marriage and their kids are raised and they don't even know each other anymore you know share the household chores Ooh, ooh. now that's where you got to be a mind reader we'll, we'll touch on this one and then look your best and let the children see your expressions of love. I, got, I like to hit hit on all those, and you know, in my personal relationship, and how that's how that's worked, and how my wife's figured out me too. You know that I, I keep telling her, "Honey, I'm I'm not a mind reader. You're like you think I can read your mind. You got to tell me in black and white. Hey, I want you to take out the garbage now. And I'm like, Oh, hey, as soon as I finish the show, I'll take out the garbage. But she's like. That she's ticked at me for the rest of the night because I didn't move within five minutes to take out the garbage. I waited yeah, time, until time, the news was over clocks, and then I took out the garbage. Time clocks and time management and the whole process of time yeah. is is different for men and women. That just it it's just yeah, no, I, I understand so that. So those little nuances, yeah. right? It took takes them a little while. Yeah. So. And so speaking of time, we gotta take a break. When we come back, we're gonna come back to all the solutions because we have all the solutions here. I, I got so. some great buck solutions to this stuff. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear them. Anyways, rivals, <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. Hey, welcome back to Rivals. If you have children that puke, it's okay. Let them puke. Let them puke. Jason, Let the babysitter clean it up. Yes. And, and don't fall to that trap. Yeah, don't fall into the puking child trap. So uh, we're we're talking about uh, some of the keys to a successful balance in your marriage and relationship. And yeah. uh, Jason has found this rather ins- article, rather so. insightful article. And uh, so, so what else do you have for us? Uh, we've gone over puking children and keeping your identity. What's what's next? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> from the sage. <laughs> you know what? In between date nights, do the 20-minute connection. I think that's, you know, you're just talking about having a little time each evening together. Even if it's, you know, all the kid activities and de- family dinner and all that, you got to, before it's wind, my wife and I always found time to wind down at night and just, even if it's just lay in bed and talk for 15, 20 minutes. We always had our talk time, no matter where we were at in our marriage. I have a, I have a friend who uh, teaches like peak performance and he has a rule and his rule is the 92nd rule. And it fits in with this, this connection this 20 minute connection. And that is if you've ever been away from a significant other for a, a, a ex, you know, an extended period of time, maybe a couple hours throughout your day, whatever. And, and your first 90 seconds back with them 
has more impact in the direction, in the connection of your relationship than at any other time. And and so when you have that first 90 seconds, what what is it that you're communicating to that person? And it's that I value you, you're important to me, you mean more to me than anything in the world. So the things we say and our actions in that first 90 seconds has to express what that is. Yeah. For example, you come home and you've had a rough day and you go, man, 20 of the worst things happened to me today. My day has been awful. Yeah. And now I got to come home to this kind of thing. And that, that, that's where, that's where it doesn't work, you know? And it's like, Hey, I have had the worst day of my entire life. I have had 20 things happen to me today that were just awful. But when I walked in this door and I saw you, it, it could have been a hundred things yeah. Because my life has meaning and purpose and you're the best thing that I've seen today and and at any time. And so it's it's having that kind of connection or yeah. that interaction. And it and what it is is it's 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 spending time away from maybe yourself and just saying, Hey, you're important to me and so I really like this twenty minute connection idea. Oh, I I do too. You know, and you look at it and and you know, let's I look at another key point in here and it's number five and they talk about let your children let the children see your expressions of love. You know, we grew up with the World War Two type parents, right? My dad was born in nineteen thirty three and and uh is an awesome man and, and and him I just remember my mom and my dad, I can't remember only a couple times in my entire life I saw them show affection towards each other in front of me like a kiss and a big hug and just express things because it was always that generation that was you know you just understand it's unspoken it's going to be very private maybe you know you never got to go in your parents bedroom back in the day I mean and my wife I talked to my wife and it was the same thing she never saw her parents you know hardly ever kiss in her in her life and show expressions of love and openly and outwardly and it was more unspoken in that generation and I just swore to myself that I was going to have the best marriage in the world and I was going to very much – I was going to express those things. And Roxy, I'll tell you, there's not been a day in our 34 years of marriage or since she's known me that I haven't told her that she's the most beautiful thing in the world. So when you swore, which which swear word was it? <laughs> I swore the oath. Oh, it was an oath. It was oh. an oath. Right. I swore to myself the oath that I would always make it the greatest. You know, and I just – I tell her every day, you know, and I always express the thank yous and the you mean so much to me. And, and I've always been very verbal. And a matter of fact, I set that standard in the home. And she, she'll tell you, she learned to be more verbal through me because she was not the verbal one. You know, my my parents were interesting because my dad is the oldest of eight children, and his family grew up very affectionate. There was a lot of hugs and kisses, and and there was always this this expression. Uh, my mom, on the other hand, didn't. Yeah, and so it was very. She was taken aback when you know my dad's sisters, you know, come came up to her and gave her a big hug, hug and all. You know, it was just really awkward. We'd have all these family get-togethers growing up, and all my, you know, and so you'd have a Christmas party, and then you get a gift, and of course, my parents are like, "Go hug your cousin," you know. Yeah. And I was like, "Man, I don't want to die." No, and I just, I used to dread it, you know, because all this <laughs> hugging going on and all this stuff. And oh so, yeah, yeah, it's like a buck reunion. It's know, a giant hug fest. Yeah. I, I think, I think one of the things about these expressions of love is, is. There's this willingness to say that I love you kind of as part of that expression. And and, uh, there's always this feeling that like I don't ever want to regret not saying that, whether you go to bed at night or you leave the house or whenever it is. And just um, having that that actual, you know, hey, I love you kind of thing when you're on your way. 
Well, I'll tell you, I another thing was just losing my you know older brother in that tragic car accident, and uh, you, know, you lose a couple loved ones in your in your life, and you know especially the real the tragic incidences like somebody real young like that, and, and I think it changes you. You know, I mean, I just I, I've always wanted to when I say goodbye to somebody, I honestly maybe there's a fear inside of me that might be the last time I see him. And so I'm very affectionate to my children and my wife when I say goodbye. I'm like, I love you, you know, and I, I want them to hear that just in case because you just, you just never know. And, you know, I like, I like, I'm a communicator and I think that's a big, you know, a big part of this is, you know, just to, just to always communicate and to express your love and to, you know, and be loyal. I, I tell kids that are getting married, you know, be loyal, be committed, forgive. Be ready to forgive the faults. Never be a fault finder, you know, in a marriage because you can easily pick people apart and be a fault finder, but you go nowhere with it. And you just like with that loyalty and forgiveness, you're able to overcome, you know, the obstacles in your life because you go through hard times together, financial, you know, health, hardships, and, you know, and to weather that storm, you've got to be absolutely committed and loyal to each other and then be willing to forgive people their faults and flaws because we all end up getting hurt at one time or another, you know? Yeah. There's, there's an interesting – this, this one tip is look your best. Yeah, and and, and I you was, and I are both sexy. We win that one. Well, we, we win that one. You know, and I I I tell I've, my wife how I've sexy gained some I am. weight, and and I'm not I'm not I I don't look my best, and uh, and I, I think I, you look I, great, buddy. Well, yeah, but you have to say that. <laughs> so <laughs> you've been trained well. I've been trained well. Yeah. See, and I look at that and I go, "You're mocking me now, right? No, no, and, no, no. no I, I'm just that's I was how, doing that because you know what all the guys yeah. in the NFL locker room would say to us right now because I just said, Scott, man, dude, I think you look great. They'd all they'd just be ripping ripping us right now. Yeah. So, but the, in all seriousness, there's yeah. this, uh, and I was having I can't tell you whose name it is because people would know it's someone here at Bonneville, and we were having this very discussion about. He goes, I was really kind of fat when I got married, and my wife is skinny. And and so they look at me and my wife, and they're like, they can't figure it out, you know. Or they're kind of like, hey, good for you, buddy, you know. You you kind of outdid yourself here, you know. And he goes, and so I'm thinking, well, I outdid myself. Well, what does my wife think? You know, here yeah. I married. You know, yeah. Did she marry I down? Married, you know, Bozo the clown here, kind of thing. You know, <laughs> right? And 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 it really kind of is bothering him. And he's like, you know, I want to do something about this kind of thing. But it, it it is this, you know, to 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 be your best in a relationship, to be your best in life. You know, you you got to be at your best. You got to look your best, and it, and yeah. it really is. I think we owe that to each other. Yeah, because husband and wife. My mom. For the last six years of my dad's life, she did everything for him, yeah. and and it was, and it was really unfair to him. And it and it literally about killed my mother because she was uh, physically it was just physically wiped about her killed out. her. Yeah, because I mean yeah. she was doing everything. She was doing the showering, the shaving, uh, you know, wow. cleaning up after whatever. And and it was not it was not a fun thing. And he, and then he had other other health issues that she was helping him with, and it was it was really taxing on her. And and so and and I realized that you know there are illnesses and there are things that happen just by the nature of life but but we really need to give ourselves the best opportunity to be at our best in oh, our relationship I think absolutely and when you love each other and are completely committed completely loyal 
never fault find and you're forgiving of each other. You know, you're just all in knowing that if you give it all you got and your spouse gives it all they got, you know, and you, you'll have a successful marriage and overcome the hard times. That's, that's when you, you do, you try to look the best for each other. You, I try to help her cook, you know, in any way I can. She's an awesome cook. My wife, I'm a, I'm in charge of the grill and I'm in charge of, I help with cleanup afterwards, you know, cause she works so hard for us to have a great meal on the t- table every day. And, you know, just, I think when you're being more selfless, it, it's the formula for success in, in marriage and with your, you know, husband and wife and children. Yeah, I, I agree. The greatest joys in our life is when we serve other people, and yeah. if we really want to have joy in our relationships, it's about about serving the other, the other, our other partner and companion. So we have to go for now. The rivals has arrived, and now we're headed off to have better. Whoever would have thought your marriage life and family life would be improved by Scott and Jason, not just sports. You know, when I woke up this morning, I didn't think that, but now going to bed, I know that it's true. Well, it's told happen. you we'd blow you away on rivals. Text rivals six five five three seven if you want to check us out. We'll see you.